Welcome to BME Culture Happy Hour, a production of the Georgia Tech BME Learning Commons What's the Buzz podcast series. Our roundtable podcast about what we are learning, doing, and creating. I'm Joe Ledoux, Associate Chair for Student Learning and Experience in BME at Georgia Tech. And I'm Candace Chung. I'm a fourth-year BME student at Georgia Tech. In today's show, we fantasize about what life would be like if we had Hermione Granger's Time Turner. So we will pick the brains of two very successful students about how they managed to succeed despite not having Hermione Granger's device. Uh, so, And also this week we are going to ask, what is it that we just can't let go of this week? So let's get started. Let's go around the table. Say your name and what you do here in BME. Hi, I'm Greta Schellenberger. I'm a second year and I'm part of the student advisory board. Hi, my name is Chris Schenk. I'm also a second year and I'm also on the BME student advisory board. You guys are second time podcasters, aren't you? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Veterans now. <laughs> so if I want to manage my time better, where do I start? I would definitely start with making some sort of calendar, some sort of schedule. I love to use Google Calendar, uh, something that lets you block off like every hour of your day that you spend working or, and doing other things. Yeah, I think sometimes it's good to um, basically do a, a time audit. So audit how you uh, use your time during the day. So it's a good idea to set aside maybe one week. Uh, keep a journal of how you spend your time day to day from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. And kind of at the end of the week, that week, you can look back and see um, kind of where you're where you waste time and what you can maybe um, focus on more. And it's really important when you're thinking about kind of adjusting how you manage your time to think about the like a time value trade off. So really think about all the different commitments you have and determine kind of what the value is of that of that commitment or that activity per kind of unit time. Is that why you canceled that meeting that you had set up with me? (laughs) (laughs) Now I understand what's going on. So I think it's also important when you're doing this to not just think um, kind of too much about maybe like resume building or career building. So kind of be a little more holistic in that time value analysis. So think about questions like ask yourself questions like, is this helping me achieve my long term and short term goals? But also questions like, do I find this activity to be personally gratifying? Because you're going to find that those activities that you enjoy doing are really worth doing um, and really like you need to be doing those things because it helps kind of refuel you uh, so that you have the energy and the focus to tackle the rest of your commitments. Um, yeah, actually, I think I talked about this in another podcast, the time audit, so I won't bore people again, but it does help to have other people audit it as well. Like I had this guy, Commander Quigley, shredded my time management skills back at freshman at Cornell. I was apparently wasting a lot of time. Um, actually, should you just schedule... Uh, the important activities that like studying and stuff like that? Or? No, I think it's actually important to schedule almost all of your activities, um, especially when you have certain things that take up a lot of time. Uh, for example, I do things a lot with the band here. So I think it's important to schedule rehearsal time. It's important to schedule in the times that you're performing. It's important to schedule in even your social time, because if you're Um, the typical tech student and you put school before everything else, sometimes the other things fall by the wayside if you don't specifically plan out time for them. And that even uh, applies to sleep as well. I used to think about, I mean, everybody has their own way of thinking about these things. But when I was in Cornell, I I thought of of my life as a, God, I was a geek actually when I think about it. But anyway, (laughs) 
I thought about my life as a tripod. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to be stable with three equal legs, which was academics, social life, and athletics. So, and not sleep. Um, well, that's just I'm talking about waking hours. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, with everything that everyone wants to do, how do you maintain like crazy hours, or how do you how do you even maintain your time to where you even get enough sleep? So I think that's um, an area a lot of a lot of students struggle with, but a lot of people struggle with in uh, kind of like working years too. Um, but getting enough sleep is really important. Um, so and so is eating well, um, really just kind of taking care of yourself physically. So a um, a Harvard Business Review article by Tony Schwartz and Catherine McCarthy um, talked about rather than thinking about it as managing time, it's better to think about managing energy. So. Sleep deprivation is something where you may get, it's made something you do to get more time out of your day, but that's really an energy depleting activity. So you won't have as much energy to be productive and focused during those waking hours. So kind of doing that cost like cost benefit analysis, it like that doesn't make sense. So um, as hard as it is sometimes, it is better to put aside what you're doing and just go to sleep or go and grab a meal or go exercise um, and really just take care of yourself physically and mentally uh, so that when you do work and the time that you do work, you're more productive and you feel better about it. I like that because, um, well, my youngest son is a hard worker and I think he sometimes doesn't think he's spending his time well if he's not doing work, right? And so it's really good to think about just hanging out with your friends and having coffee. That's actually serving a purpose. It's kind of like putting gas in the car. You know, if you don't ever put gas in the car, you're going to stop moving at some point. So, Yeah, I think I definitely learned that this semester, like, or even last, I think I started this last semester where it might seem a bit contradictory, but regardless of what I'm doing, like whatever deadline there is, I stop working at 10 p.m., and I spend an hour doing whatever I want, taking a bath, knitting. It's usually knitting. Or I was eating, uh, what was I eating? I was eating Cheetos the other night, uh, maybe for the entire hour. But just like spending in an hour doing whatever I want to really like relax and chill out before I sleep. I think that was a very important turning point for me. And exercise, especially if you're eating a lot of Cheetos. You want to have some way to get exercise. I worked out this morning. <laughs> Okay. What are some awesome tools for time management? So uh, I use Google Calendar. I think that's very useful because once you put in uh, the events that you have every week, it'll always repeat them and then you can just adjust your week as necessary. I think some other things, there's some definitely like, I mean, there are like a million apps and websites and things, articles to help you uh, manage your time. It's kind of funny. A lot of uh, distraction comes from your smartphone. So we fight fire with fire and design apps to help you manage the time you spend on your apps. So I'm going to talk about some apps that help you do that. So um, there's, I, I actually talked about this in the study habits and learning a podcast last week, but uh, there's an app called Forest. That's the actual name of it. And uh, basically uh, you set a timer and during that time, your, it basically locks your phone. And during that time, a little tree will grow on your phone. And, but if you do anything on your phone during that time, your tree dies. And that's really sad. So you don't want that to happen. So you want your tree to grow and blossom so that you can plant it in your little forest and build your forest. Um, so that's like a tool to help you kind of stay focused if you block out some time, maybe 30 minutes or an hour to work on a project or get something done that you need to get done, kind of completely focused and not distracted. Um, 
Rescue Time is an app that kind of runs in the background on your phone and on your computer. And that can help you kind of track the time you spend on different apps and what websites you're going to. And that'll kind of play into that time audit of like, how are you spending your time? And it's like, I'm looking at you, Instagram and Twitter. Like, I know I spend way too much time on those things. Um, and it'll kind of like show you. It's a little frightening sometimes to see like, oh, wow, I check my phone 100 times a day or 200 times a day. I think the average person checks their smartphone around 200 times a day. Um, so because kind of seeing that data can be helpful in like making some positive changes uh, kind of in technology use in order to kind of better better use your time and stay focused kind of when you're doing doing work. I have another question. So if I have a block of time and I'm meant to be productive, but I just can't get into that mood, what can I do? So I think everyone has their own ideal study environment. Some people like music, some people don't. Some people like being in that environment where there's other people around them. Uh, for me personally, I love to just be alone, no noise, nothing. So I just go into a room where there's no one there and work by myself, but... Uh, do you have a different study environment than me? Um, I, unfortunately, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm also, you know, I definitely think I'm more productive working in like a quiet environment. But I mean, that's all obviously not always the case. Like for our listeners out there, you might, you know, think the opposite and you work better studying with friends or in kind of a more social environment. And you really just kind of find what works for you. Um but really, I think something that's important is, yeah, like setting aside those blocks of time because it really takes that kind of no distraction, long block of time to um, focus on things that are really important. So like a concept of, of like deep work that you need to really commit to a single activity for a longer period of time rather than kind of flip uh, back and forth between a lot of, uh, several different activities. And it's really easy to do that when, you know, checking email would be an example. Even though that may be productive, um, you're kind of damaging the productivity of that one thing you really have to focus on. And I think like an important thing to recognize is that learning is an example of deep work that is something that takes your full attention so kind of um treating it like that as kind of something you have to set aside time for i think can be really important and it's sometimes you can set up rituals around that and that can kind of help you get you get you in the right mindset to sit down and like crank out you know what you have whatever you have to do so you know whether that's like a specific study spot that you go back to um or like you like listening to music, like a certain playlist, that those kind of rituals can kind of help make sure that during that time that you set aside, you're always kind of ready to do the work that you have to get done during that time. Skipping around a little bit, but when you were talking about apps, I thought of a couple of things. One, there's like two distinct ways. You talked about Google Calendar. So that's really important for scheduling and making sure you're in the right place at the right time. But there's another thing that's important, which is sort of a task list or projects. And so you can think of it in that way as well. Uh, there's a, there's a, an app that I really like, but I think it's only good for, if you have Macs, Macintosh, but um, it's called Things. So you might want to check into that. It has to do with the getting things done paradigm. But basically you can break it up into areas of your life and then you can have tasks and you can group tasks into projects and you can set deadlines. It'll pop up to you when your deadline's coming up and you can break it up into things you got to do today, next week, and someday in the future. So that's another one you might want to look at. Um, so, I mean, one way to save time is just to send a lot of emails, right? Yeah, I think this is a, it's a little deceiving. Yeah, you may think that you're saving some time by uh, communicating virtually. And I think, especially because, especially for students, because we all have different schedules, um, it's really hard, especially for large groups, to find times to all meet together. But 
that's not always true. And um, that like virtual communication isn't always uh, more convenient, even though it may be easier. Um, it's really not necessarily as productive. So there's um, like in, in corporations there's, and companies, there's a shift into focusing on face to face interactions between employees and how that's really related to um, both employee satisfaction, but also productivity. And I think that really applies to students as well, because like face to face communication, if you think about it, um, like if I was communicating with you, Greta, and I send you an email in the morning and I ask you a question and then you get back to me two hours later. And then I don't see it until two hours after that. And I have a follow up question Then it may take us a whole day to get through a conversation. Whereas if we had met in person or I had picked up the phone and called her, then we would have gotten through that in 10 minutes. So I think it's really important to value those like more personal face to face interactions. I mean, another thing is like emails. Sometimes it's hard to talk about things that are complex and you can misread people's emotions and get really mad or upset about things that. If you just talked to them in person, it would have been easier to work out. So I think sometimes if it's complicated, it's better off to just, well, either meet face to face or maybe even talk, you know, on the phone. Definitely agree. So has anybody got any war stories about when they screwed up with time management? Uh, so I've got this uh, chronic thing that's been going on for the last few weeks. Um, so I'm taking three BMED classes right now and an ISYE class. Uh, and I am a lot more interested in my BMED classes than I am in my ISYE class. Uh, so I spend a lot more time on those and the other one has kind of fallen by the wayside. So because of uh, my upcoming test next week and my ISYE class, I've been spending several hours every day on this one thing. And uh, I definitely could have avoided that if I would have managed my time better and set aside an hour every day to work on this class. Yeah, that's like one of the hardest things to do, I think. Um particularly when you're a student, right? Like there's the ebb and flow of the semester, if I recall correctly, it's a long time ago. But it just seems like things would crescendo, get really hard. And then, of course, the natural thing to do is to kick back that next week when you don't have very many, you don't have any tests or quizzes and just to take it easy. But if you made that calendar that Greta talked about and you're actually disciplined enough to stick with it, you could actually sort of get ahead give yourself some breathing room so when the test comes you don't have to cram you probably end up doing better but i mean you know easier said than done but that's sort of the theory i think yeah i think it's um i don't know i I know personally like i'm definitely not perfect at this so uh you know i I consider myself like a lifelong learner of time management skills (laughs) and i definitely make probably more mistakes than i should be proud of (laughs) um so like i don't know if this is the worst this definitely isn't the worst example, but it's on my mind because it's happening now. Um, this week's been really busy. I had a couple of tests last week and two tests this on Monday. Now I kind of convinced myself that after Monday I was kind of done. Um, but it wasn't like that, of course. Um, I work as an RA and some stuff had come up uh, with that commitment. And then also I was approached by my professor that I do research with yesterday um, asking me to well, proposing a, to write a, a manuscript in like two weeks and to turn around an abstract for that to send to the editors in like a day. So I was up at like 4.30 this morning working on that. I have to go to sleep at 12 because I'm not productive after midnight. Uh, so I don't know. I guess the moral of that story is that stuff comes up. So that's when it really comes back to being important to not schedule every single minute of your day because 
you can't predict everything that's going to happen. So if you do end up scheduling every minute of your day, you may think you're going to kind of maximize your productivity, but actually you'll, you'll kind of overcommit. So having that time, that kind of flex time and anticipating that uh, will make it so that during those kind of crescendos in your schedule when things that are unexpected come up, that you're able to still kind of manage that and, you know, and like give all of your commitments uh, 100% without kind of overdoing anything or torturing yourself. Have you guys ever heard of the grid of like, if I recall this correctly, things that are important mm-hmm. and things that are urgent? Yep. <laughs> So it's really easy to fall into the category of working on things that are urgent. And urgent means you got to get it done really quickly, but that are not important. Responding to your text messages. Exactly. (laughs) So you could easily fritter away your life taking care of not important, urgent things. And then never making progress on those things that are important, but not urgent. Such as writing papers and becoming our first author on a paper. (laughs) That would be very important. And it's going to take a while to get there. So, All right. So now it's time for... What is it that we can't let go of this week? So um, I am planning a hall event for my uh, for my residence hall. We're going to go to the World of Coke. And I'm really excited about that because I've never been there before. And I'm really excited to uh, try all the different Coke flavors from around the world. So that's what I can't let go of this week. Awesome. Yeah. Be careful of those. Some of those flavors are pretty nasty. Like in the <laughs> weird parts of the world, like the parts that I've never been to. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I define. That's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> That's how I define the weird parts of the world. Anyway, how about you, Greta? Uh, so next week is the women's ACC championship for basketball, and uh, the pep band is traveling with the team. So I'm really looking forward to that. Awesome. So in senior design, we're getting to brainstorming, and my team and I have found out through an article that uh, alcohol can increase or boost creativity. So it might play a part. We're going to have to cut this out. <laughs> what? Show those IDs. We're, we're all over 21. We're allowed to. You have to be careful. There's like sort of this bell curve we're talking about. You know what I mean? You don't want to go too extreme on the cre- seeking out extra. You don't want to go too far down to seek out that extra boost of creativity. But then it'll just be fun. How's that a problem? It'll just be fun. Let's see, what can I not let go of this week? I just can't let go of the fact that certain people, and I guess I'll stay out of trouble by not saying who I'm talking about. Certain people keep winning primaries. (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) With the things that they say. It's really shocking. That's like, it's really interesting. So I don't know. That's what I can't let go of. Um, All right. This was a good conversation. For those of you out there in the listening audience, which is, by the way, growing every week, um, yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of people don't know about us yet, because if they did, come on, millions of people listen to us. Um, but anyway, whoever is out there, we really do want your questions and comments so we can have a conversation. So we could, like, if you left a comment or question, we could actually do a podcast or, or, or talk about it next time. And so you can do that by uh, going to those many places, but you could go to this new website I have called Dr. Ledoux's Whiteboard. I'll leave it to you to find it. There's a link to the podcast there, and you can put comments on there. It's something like GTBME. No, is that it? Yes, it is. GTBME.libsyn.com. And by the way, we have a new podcast series going on here. Uh, Capstone with Candace. Capstone with Candace. Hey. She's living through senior design now and talking about it. It's almost like, I don't know, reading her diary. It's awesome. I almost forgot what it's <laughs> called. But yes, it was, I was, I sound like I'm crying in that first episode. And part of it was because it was so stressful even thinking about it. 
it's authentic. <laughs> You'll get a sense for what it's like even before you get there. So I think it's great. She's got one up already and another one coming next week. So anyway, thanks for uh, you all being here. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. All right. And until next time, see ya.